five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Animamin that was literally posted yesterday, I believe. Uh, just posted yesterday, and uh, just incredible. Ohad is amazing. Uh, before that, you heard the um, Yaakov Shweki selection, Maderach HaMelech, Simcha Liners Nase. Benny Friedman had Ivri Anochi. He's got a brand new video out, which I know a lot of people out there have started to enjoy. Aryeh Kunstler. A lot of people thought we'd start. The uh, Kosher Halftime Show um, revisit this morning with uh, Modaani, but instead we went with Afakhta. Aryeh Kunstler and the Evan Al Orchestra, absolutely brilliant in the Kosher Halftime Show 2017. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the homepage, NahumSiegel.com. You'll see on Facebook, it's posted in the uh, NahumSiegel Network Facebook update page. And... Um, just an amazing and incredible performance, and that song specifically was just off the charts. 
Hafachta from the Kosher Halftime Show 2017. Big thank you to all of our sponsors and everybody who made that presentation so incredible. We got wonderful comments and reaction uh, starting at 8 o'clock last night to the Kosher Halftime Show. Yeah, over the last 10 hours, we've had incredible reaction. And make sure, if you know people who um, would appreciate it, make sure you send it to them today. Um, share it with everybody on your own Facebook page or whatever method you use to share videos, and I'll let everybody enjoy it. And thank you, Aryeh Kunstler, Evan Al Orchestra. Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh and Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Monday on this February 6th, day 10, in the month of Shvat, the year 5777, Tuf and Zion. Tu B'Shvat special comes up Friday, Tu B'Shvat itself, this coming Shabbos, 39 degrees outside with 49% humidity, winds in northwest at 7 miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 45. Then tonight, showers late, low 37. Tomorrow looks like a rainy Tuesday with a high of 50 degrees. 58 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 39 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Lots of stuff to share with you today, plus some great guests coming into our studio as well. We'll take a close look at Shoot for Shalom. Leon Goldenberg expected in our studio JNF has a wonderful guest for us. A lot happening, as you can imagine, as we begin a brand new week and get started on a Monday morning here at JM in the AM. Was at a lot of events during the weekend. Really, was at a lot of different places: uh, engagement parties, bar mitzvahs. Um, I was at the YU Sfarm sale yesterday, and the number of people coming over with such interesting and wonderful comments about our transition to. Um, all digital platform was just wonderful, just incredible. Um, in fact, there, it's just coming to my mind a couple of things that certain people said that I wanted to share with my staff, and I, I'm going to have to do so. Uh, just incredible, wonderful comments, and I thank everybody out there who's been so supportive and has been so excited about what's been happening. I um, I dedicate this morning's bonus JM to um, the bulk of the people that I saw last night at the Berkovic wedding in Brooklyn, New York, because it seems the majority of the people I met are in the uh, baked good business, the baked good business, baked goods business, and they're all up really early, really early. <laughs> I mean, really early, even early by our standards. And they anticipate bonus JM when it first hits uh, early in the morning, five fifteen, five thirty, whenever it may be. So I said I'm going to make a commitment to try to really be on time, or at least what I consider to be on time for bonus JM, just in honor of them, because uh, it's amazing, absolutely incredible how early they are up and how early their um, uh, their different tasks are being done. So a special shout-out to all the people I met last night, uh, very hardworking and early-working, dedicated people in our community. More coming up. This is JM in the AM, and uh, this one comes from 8-Ton Cats. Shalom, 
done by Simcha Leiner off SL2. You heard Mordechai Shapiro's Kimal Achav, Bench Bench from Avremo and Eitan Katz at Veli Rishalayim. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world at NahumSiegel.com, the NSN Network, and of course on our beloved NSN app. Make sure to have the app. Make sure you install the Nahum Single Network app in your uh, Android or iPhone. So you've got it with you at all times, no matter where you are around the world. And I welcome those of you who are tuned in around the world. A lot of brand new registered users on the app over the weekend. Thank you, thank you for putting your faith in us and registering on our app. This way you can interact with us at any point during the show or any of our shows that are going on. Uh, that's always wonderful to see. And we love your comments. You can comment by going to the home screen of the app. If you haven't yet seen the Kosher Halftime Show, remember you got to set, set aside a few minutes today to do so. Kosher Halftime Show 2017. The one and only Aryeh Kunstler in the Evan Al Orchestra. Great production. Wonderful music. You will love it. If you're a fan of this show, you'll absolutely love the Kosher Halftime Show. Uh, make sure to be uh, watching it at some point today. Galit Sal in the background. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam the Am. 
גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל כרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הותר לפרסום ערבי ישראלי ושני פלסטינים שפעלו מטעם חמאס נאשמים שתכננו לפוצץ תחנת רכבת בבנימינה. כתבנו קובי מנדל. אסן זידת פלסטיני בן 24 מהכפר בני נעים שליד חברון, הרוח החיה בחוליה, פעל בשליחות החמאס מזה כשנתיים ותכנן יחד עם אחיו ונאשם שלישי מהכפר ערערה לחטוף חיילים לצורך מיקוח ולבצע פיגועים. היעדים שהם בחרו לפיגועים היו בין היתר תחנת הרכבת בבנימינה ובסיס צה"ל באזור כפר ערה. פרקליטות מחוז חיפה מבקשת מבית המשפט המחוזי להאריך את מעצרם עד תום ההליכים. המשבר באל על, בית הדין לעבודה, מורה לטייסים להפסיק את העיצומים. כתבנו ניתאי הנבי. בהחלטה נכתב כי ניתן להצביע על זיקה שקיימת בין ריבוי מקרי ההשתמטות וההתאכלות שהובילו לביטולי טיסות והדרכות לבין הפחתת השכר לעובדי צוות אוויר בגיל 65 עד 67. כלומר, יש שימוש בהיעדרויות מהעבודה לצורך השגת תכלית קיבוצית. בית הדין נתן צו המורה לטייסי החברה להימנע מלשבש את פעילות החברה מוועד הטייסים ומההנהלה טרם נמסרה תגובה. פינוי עמונה, החלה הריסת והוצאת הבתים במאחז, כתבנו עם בל תמיר. הכוונה היא להעתיק מבנים שניתנים להזזה בשלמותם ואת היתר להרוס. בשעות האחרונות כבר נהרסו חלק מהמבנים במקום. עד מחר צפוי להסתיים פירוק המבנים והתשתיות יממה לפני המועד האחרון שקבע בג"ץ. בתוך כך הבוקר פרסם המינהל האזרחי ביהודה ושומרון תוכנית להקמת 17 בתים זמניים למפוני עמונה בהתנחלות הסמוכה עופרה. פרשת אלון קסטיאל, בית המשפט הורה לבדוק את האפשרות לשחרר את קסטיאל למעצר תחת ניטור אזיק אלקטרוני. כתבנו איתמר קציר. שירות המבחן יבדוק האם ניתן לשחרר את קסטיאל למעצר בביתו עם אזיק אלקטרוני בניגוד לעמדת התביעה. במהלך הדיון בתנאי מעצרו של קסטיאל נודע כי המשטרה בודקת האם חלה התיישנות על האישום הראשון והחמור נגדו בגין אונס. הצעת החוק להגנה על זכויות אומנים במוזיקה שיזמה הזמרת איה קורם עברה היום פה אחד בוועדת התרבות של הכנסת ועומדת כעת בפני קריאה שנייה ושלישית. כתבתנו יובל אונגר מעדכנת שבוועדה נכחו בכירים בתעשייה לצידן של איה קורם, ירדנה ארזי ומירי מסיקה. האומן הוא לנצח החלש מבין השניים. נכון. לנצח זה שהגיע יותר עני. נכון. לנצח זה שידפקו אותו. סליחה על ולכן אני אומרת, גם אם חתמתי על חוזה, חתמתי על חוזה היום. זה כמו שאני אכתוב על חוזה שמאפשר לאנשים להתעלל בי. אז מה, ובא בית משפט ואומר, סליחה גברת חתם, אפשר להתעלל בך, חתם. כדורגל, מאמנה החדש של ביתר ירושלים, שרון מימר, הוצג במועדון במסיבת עיתונאים והתייחס למתיחות עם האוהדים. הקהל זה הסיבה העיקרית לכל אחד שמתעסק בעסק הזה להגיע לביתר. ואני מעדיף להיות במקום שיש עניין מאשר להיות במקום שאתה לא מעניין אף אחד. המטרה שלי ושל הקבוצה היא לגרום לקהל הזה להיות שמח, ואני מאמין שאם באמת הם יראו עבודה טובה על המגרש, אז הדעות שלהם גם יהיו חיוביות. התחזית נאה עם טמפרטורות רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון לביוד.
Growing up, I'm living life, going places, so much strife. Starting to think about what's gonna be. Who knows who cares and dares to share a bit of what you feel inside. Open up a little trust, cause we're all family. Yeshiva album, Stay With Me, and that's Hold On, of course. Before that, you heard the uh, Aryeh Kunstler selection, Modaani, as done by Aryeh Kunstler and the Evan Isle Orchestra in our incredible kosher halftime show from yesterday that a lot of people are already sharing and watching and enjoying and uh, having a blast with. He was great. They were great. Kudos to the entire orchestra, everybody who uh, was part of the production, all of our fantastic sponsors we've been outlining all through the last few days and so much more. Monday morning broadcast, it's JM and the AM. Of course, we uh, had our news from Israel at the top of the hour. Talk about the shoot for Shalom coming up. That's a big event, annual event. 39 degrees, partly cloudy, a high 45. Rain for tomorrow in the New York City area. I welcome those of you who are tuned in from around the world. We got some great comments yesterday about the about our app, about our digital platform. And a lot of people around the world are now tuning in and had not been tuning in in the past because they feel that the show is theirs now. Show belongs to the entire world, not a local show that they happen to be listening to, but a show that um, that they could relate to even better than in the past. I welcome all of you who are becoming regular listeners of ours, and thank you for listening in from around the world. It is an unbelievable feeling. Uh, wanna, a, a lot of Mazel Tovs, thank God. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to Yitzchak Hagler, 
beautiful bar mitzvah celebration. The bar mitzvah boy was just brilliant this past Shabbos at Congregation Beth Abraham in Bergenfield, New Jersey. Uh, mazel Tov to Chavi and Rabbi Chaim Hagler. Anybody who goes to Yeshivat Noam today, make sure to toss in a big Mazel Tov wish to the Hagler family. It was so wonderful to be part of the Simcha and uh, to spend uh, Shabbos with some wonderful friends. It was fantastic reuniting with uh, Rebetzin and Rabbi Neuberger um, at Congregation Beth Abraham in uh, Bergenfield, New Jersey. The Neuberger family just unbelievable. So wonderful, so incredible, and it was just so great to see them uh, and to celebrate with them. So mazal tov to the Haglers from all of us here at JMNAM. Also, uh, on Saturday night, as we were celebrating the Bar Mitzvah, we got the news of uh, Tamar Landsman's uh, engagement to Yehuda Avner. Tamar and Yehuda, mazal tov to you, uh, to Rhonda and uh, Jeff Avner, and of course to uh, Naomi and by Mark Landsman. We say uh, mazal tov from all of us here at JMNAM. It's amazing. When old friends uh, just continue to thank God, Bliyayin Hara pile on the wonderful Mazel Tov uh, events, the wonderful Simchas. It is just wonderful to share those with them and to um, celebrate with them. So to uh, Tamar and Yehuda and to the extended landsmen and Avner families, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JMNAM. And it didn't end there, by the way. Saturday night we had the opportunity to be at... Uh, Danielle Weichner and the Mayor Zeidman's engagement party. A special Mazel Tov to Elisa and Chaim Weichner, to Esther and Dove Zeidman. Uh, their big celebration was this past Saturday night, their wedding coming up this summer. And uh, we say Mazel Tov to them from all of us here at JM in the AM. I mean, this uh, a whole host, Baruch Hashem, of wonderful smachot, great Mazel Tov wishes, and it's so fantastic. I can report them on the radio uh, uh, here on a Monday morning. So we say Mazal Tov to everybody celebrating great occasions from all of us here at JM in the AM. Actually, 14 minutes after the hour on a Monday as we continue, it's JM in the AM, and this comes from Levi Folkowitz.
David Lowy, Kihem Chayenu. Before that, you heard Yaakov Shweki and Nitzotzot. Lady Folkowitz in there with the Yazor. J.M. and A.M. on a Monday. Good morning, all. Thanks for tuning in from around the world. Big shout-out to everybody at the YU Svarim sale. Uh, we had an amazing time up there yesterday, up at Yeshiva University. And if you go online or just search Svarim sale, you'll be able to see the schedule for the rest of February. Uh, just an amazing selection. A lot of great reaction to what we're doing. 
And a lot of wonderful people, a lot of wonderful people, including one person who told me they bought a smartphone just to be able to hear this show, which was among the best compliments we've gotten over the last few weeks. Don't forget that the Kosher Halftime Show is up. Arya Kunstler performed beautifully with the Evan Al Orchestra for us for the Kosher Halftime Show uh, yesterday during the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, just uh, go to YouTube and search Kosher Halftime Show or go to our Facebook update page, Nahum Single Network. You'll find it there. Or go to our website, NahumSingle.com, and you'll find it there. Kosher Halftime Show is a wonderful performance. I want to thank all of our sponsors. I think you'll agree when you see the commercials. A lot of great, high-quality stuff um, and a very, very fun Kosher Halftime Show. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zev, Ben Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is... Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. There are people that think nisyanas or challenges are only confined to certain places and situations. They're continual. They're throughout life. Every day we ask Hashem, Loli de Nisayon, please do not bring us to a challenge that we cannot overcome. Nisyanas come in many different ways. They confront people no matter what's going on in life whether it's easy times or difficult times. The Talmud in Meseches Erevin says the following, Omer Rabbi Yirmiya ben Elazar, There are three entrances to Gehenim. Echud Bamidbar, one in the desert, Echud Bayam, one in the sea, Ve'echud Birushalayim, and one in the holy city of Yerushalayim. Rav Shach explains that the opening of Gehenna refers to the Michshalim, to those things that are obstacles that are liable to bring a person to Gehenna. We explain the Gemara that sometimes a person feels that the reason for his being Nikshal, for him stumbling, is because of where he's at, the Sviva, the environment, <coughs> or other external factors, because he went to a certain place, because he has certain friends, because of his wife or because of her husband. Rabbi Yirmiya comes to teach us that there are no tirutzim, there are no answers, even in a place where a person thinks that there's no michshel at all, no obstacle, like the yam, or the midbar, the sea, or the desert, far from civilization, a person can fall into Gehenim. Even in Yerushalayim, the Mokom HaKadosh V'yoyser, the holiest place in the world, a person can also have a michshel in fall. From here we see that a person should not attribute the obstacles to his surroundings, his matzav, his station in life. He should know that it is only dependent on each individual. It is all dependent on me. If we want, we can be poil. We can climb to reach the highest heights. But if we're not careful, if we're not vigilant, then the Pesach Shel Gehenim is always open, it's always inviting, in every situation. It is up to us to reach high and to pull ourselves up from any situation that it may be facing us, no matter how great the challenge. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Be amor, be amor, be ma.
a.m., about 60 seconds into uh, Leon Goldenberg's conversation with me off the air, and we find out that one of the superstars in the world of Jewish education in Israel is a graduate of the Shalom Torah Centers. How do you like that? Shoot, and that was Shlomo Katz, by the way. Shoot for Shalom takes place this Sunday. Is it a big deal? Yes, it's a very big deal. It's an incredible event every single year. Attracts a tremendous number of people and a wonderful competition. Always some interesting twists, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And in addition to that, it raises a lot of money for an incredible school system, the Shalom Torah Centers down in uh, central New Jersey. And you get an opportunity to participate in so many different ways. I would assume, we'll find out in a minute, that you can still participate by actually playing, but certainly by coming down, certainly by enjoying the day, and certainly by sponsoring and uh, tossing in a few dollars uh, to this incredible effort by Shalom Torah Center. Uh, it's called Shoot for Shalom. We'll give you the website and all the information. Leon Goldenberg, of course, has been championing, championing this cause for many, many years. He's in our studio. And Rabbi Nachman Greenwald is executive director of Shalom. He is here as well. Gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, good Nachum. Morning. Leon Goldenberg here. Yes. And it's actually this month is eight years that I took over Shalom Torah Santis. Wow. And just to give you an idea, uh, you spoke about uh, Rabbi Horn. Right. In Israel. In Israel. His youngest brother just took a job in Philadelphia as a Rebbe in a day school. And uh, his two sisters are living today in Teaneck, New Jersey. And the entire family is a product of Shalom Torah Centers. His mother actually just retired a few years ago. She was the English principal in East Windsor. So that is a real Shalom family. And his brother was our first intramarriage. Of uh, the two two people from the same from the school system, from Shalom school system? Right. That's pretty cool. Right. That's two people cool. That must have been some wedding. That was some <laughs> wedding, and because they thought I was so integral to it, they did the wedding in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> now we see who really controls the school, Leon. <laughs> so, I mean, you first of all, the material for this event, as usual, looks phenomenal. Are you happy with registration so far? Do we have a good number of teams that are going to be playing on this coming Sunday? There's never enough unless we're overbooked. Okay, so there's still room. There's still room. All right, so number one, let's speak to the ball players for a moment. We'll divide up the morning and, uh, and, and do this properly. Uh, you have an opportunity to have an incredible day, a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, you, always, you always include some type of twist to the uh, Shoot for Shalom that makes it even more special. And this year... You're including the Harlem Globetrotters. Can you imagine? I, I can't imagine. That's going to be so much fun. We're just hoping they don't have a problem finding New Jersey. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine they would, Leon. You know, these days, there's ways to take care of that. Ways, in fact, is the ways to take care of it. Uh, yeah, they'll find Jersey, all right. And they're actually going to be at the event on Sunday? Yes, they will. And performing? Like Rabbi Greenwald, what's happening? Sure, what? there's going to be, in addition to them coming in and uh, performing a halftime show, the team that raises the most money will go up against the Harlem Globetrotters. That day? That day, live. You know, there are a couple of really good ringers in the Shoot for Shalom family. Yes. There are a couple of really, really good ball players. I don't know how they would do against the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, <laughs> well, they're, very, they're a very talented group. You know they're that. Very talented group. But so are the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. They're a very talented but group. But our ringers <laughs> just may take them down. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, the last time they lost, you know how long ago it was? The last time the Harlem Globetrotters lost? 
I think it's over 30 years ago, something over like that. Over 30 years yeah. ago. There's different players now. They, they actually officially lost the game. All right, the slam dunk is obvious. It's the uh, opportunity to shoot for Shalom. The basketball tournament is coming Sunday down in Neptune, New Jersey. It's called Hoop Group. Has this facility been used before for shoot for Shalom? Last year. It was used last year. And you're happy with it, large enough, et cetera, et cetera? It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's big. It's plenty of room. And uh, hopefully next year we're going to be moving to a bigger place. Oh, wow. And, and as usual, and uh, my family's experiences, I assume you're inviting all family members, come down. Absolutely. They can watch. They can enjoy. There's plenty of food, 100 things to do down there, and just have a, make a whole day out of it. It is a day event. Uh, gonna be game. First game is at 12 o'clock, and right. it'll probably be going all the way till 3, 4 o'clock. Right. Is there a big dinner afterwards? Or Absolutely. Like you're doing the whole thing. Everything that everybody remembers. Barbecue and all. Oh, mamish. Boy, oh, boy. Um, how does uh, a team register for this event? What do they do? Uh, Shufashalom.com. Uh, you can go on to shootforshalom.com or uh, contact anyone at Shalom, 732-536-0911. And it's shoot4shalom.com. That's correct, shoot4shalom.com. Uh, what do you need, four or five, in order to register for a three-man team? Only need three. You can do only need, Yeah, three. absolutely, only need three, but you could do four or five. Right, because you like to substitute in, you know, like Leon's team, for instance. What do you have, that nine? Seventeen. Seventeen guys? Seventeen. In like a round each, robin? Right, each guy... <laughs> Shoots one hoop, and if he can hopefully get off the floor after that. <laughs> and they leave, and the next guy comes in. Right. That's how it works. Um, it's been about a year, I guess, since we last spoke about Shalom. That's right. What update can you give us? If someone walks into the school building today on a Monday morning, what are they going to find? They're going to find over 160 children. Almost all of them would be in public school. Right. Almost all of them, probably 75% would be in public school. The other 25%, for the most part, are children that their families became uh, religious through Shalom Torah Centers and therefore have stayed there. They'll find the community that has in it Torah links inside the school building. They'll find a beautiful, magnificent facility, uh, which you were at, actually, and oh, yes. uh, you played there. Yep. Uh, not you played there, but we had a, we had a show there. We had a show yeah, there. It was right. great. Uh, and they'll find kids that are really enjoying learning about Judaism. Every time uh, money's raised for Shalom, uh, like with this event on Sunday, people are literally paying children's tuitions. Because parents could opt, and who wouldn't, frankly, excuse me for saying that, to send their child to a free public school. Not, free, not, just, not just a free public school, but the second best district is Manalapan in New Jersey. So we're talking about high-quality education. High-quality, and therefore we have to compete with high-quality. Not we have to, we want to, right. and we do compete. We have two computer classes. We have robotics. We have, what else? A science lab, a computer lab. I remember as a child seeing a science lab. I haven't seen a science lab like that since I was a kid. And you walk in there, and they're actually doing real stuff. Uh, we got the science lab, and, and there's a lot. We have a gym teacher. Which school today has a gym teacher? Right. Um, and I will tell yeah, right. and I will tell you, in addition to that, just, you know, over the last two weeks, we've had a uh, curl come by. There's a curl in Alpen, and they've come by, and they're hooking us up with five families that they want to send. Uh, Mama Torlings has another three families. Kids who are not yet in the school? Kids not only not in the school, they're currently in public school, and they're going to be bringing in. And on top of that, I called up my friend Rabbi Chazanov from Chabad. I'm like, everybody's sending. Who are you giving me? And he hooked us up with two more families. So right now, this is the end thing. See, I always think this scares you. I always, I'm speaking to Leon. I always think that this worries you because 
The rabbi just basically said, you know, another 10 kids are, are ready to come it's in. It's 10 families. Right, families. So, so at least 10 kids. 30, 40 kids. It could be 30, 40 well, kids. Well, not 30, 40. Yeah, let's hope so, yeah. A lot of kids are going to be coming down the road because of this type of effort. That, that's got to scare you because every one of them has got to be funded. You know, the school's got to keep going. The school's got to keep going, but we will take them. Come, just be willing to come and learn about Judaism. We'll take you in. We'll make it work one way or another. All right. Leon's always pointed out, rightfully so, that the New Jersey Jewish community should pay even more attention to uh, what's happening at Shalom, uh, even compared to others. Obviously, you want people everywhere to support. We're taking kids from all over New Jersey. We're taking them as far away as Princeton, uh, Highland Park, East Windsor, Edison. They're coming from the entire central New Jersey area, and we actually even have 20 children coming from Staten Island every single day. Right which I don't want to tell you how much it costs us to bus. I can only imagine. New York State won't pay for it, or New York City won't pay for it, and New Jersey won't pay for it. To wish it doesn't get them to the front door. Right. I, I get it. I get the whole thing, believe me. I, I, I worry about it. I mean, we, we've had times where we worried about it. You know people. anybody in Staten Island? I know a few people there, yeah. You know a few people there? <laughs> I know there? a few people there. Few and people. by the way, the community's growing there. And it, they're coming from his community. They, are they? Yes, Absolutely. there are kids coming from his community. In case anybody doesn't know, we're talking about Rabbi, Rabbi Siegel. Nate Siegel. <laughs> Who's doing a great job on Staten Island. Uh, and meanwhile, the community is growing in other areas as well. You heard about all the Hasidic groups that are moving yes, into Staten yes, Island? Yes, yes, yes. My brother lives in, in Willowbrook. <laughs> so you know exactly what's yeah, happening. My brother is actually very happy about it. So New, I don't blame him. So New Jersey, uh, pay careful attention. But obviously we speak to a global audience. Everybody out there has an opportunity to go to the website. What do they do? They just sponsor a team for Sunday? Simple Sign up a team, sponsor a player that's existing right now, just get involved any way you can get involved in order to help the children. Shootforshalom.com, shoot number four, shalom.com. The event is coming Sunday. Teams are welcome even now at this point to sign up. You have an opportunity. How are we determining who plays against the Globetrotters? Is that based on the competition? Whoever raises the most money. Simple as that. Any team that raises the most money by when? By Sunday? By Sunday. By Sunday will play the Harlem Globetrotters during the halftime feature and all that. And have their chance. So. And, and remember, there is not another school in New Jersey that is specifically targeting children from secular families. Right. We're the only place in New Jersey. There really aren't any, any yeshivas anywhere that really target just secular kids. Uh, but there certainly is nothing else in New Jersey. And uh, we're the only ones that have an open door for them. And most yeshivas, they have a problem, you know. Is it family? Religious? How religious? Right. Do they not, fit in? Not fit in? Not fit in. We say, are you religious? What are you doing here? <laughs> are you sure you're supposed to be here? Right. I'm but kidding. we do. We do have religious families, and and but almost all of them are products of Shalom. Uh, remember, they're programming not just for the children. Right. It's programming, Torah links, that's programming for the uh for the, for the families, Shalom Heritage Center in East Windsor does a tro- program for the families. We're working with the entire family. Uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi uh, Nachman Greenwald, Executive Director of Shalom Torah Centers, uh, Leon Goldenberg, they're both in our studio this morning. Shoot for Shalom is this Sunday. You're encouraged to go to the website, sponsor as much as you can. If you want to form a team, you could do so. When you walked into our studio eight years ago, we feared about the future of Shalom. Yes. Are we... Are well, we past we're, that? We're, we're still always struggling because the school is running beautifully. I mean, the, we have, Mrs. Hoberman is a new principal that came in last year uh, when we merged the two schools and did a phenomenal job. And the school is really, the whole community is talking about how well the school is doing. Outside of finances, we're fine. Right. 
Because well, the bottom line, in order to keep going, we need support. In order to keep going, we need support. Um, you invite, and this goes uh, for anybody listening right now, you invite those who want to see the school up front to come visit with you. Because you're down there on a regular basis. On a regular basis, when anybody says he wants to come see it, I'm generally there. To you will arrange person. for it because simply if someone does see it, if they walk into the building, uh, they'll see everything that you're talking about, and they're going to be extremely impressed. Well, let me ask you, Nachum. I was extremely impressed, right. to say the least. That's it. There has never been anybody that I've gotten down there that walks out and says, this is not an incredible place. This is simply an incredible place. You walk through the schools, the halls are quiet, the kids are, are you can see they're enjoying what they're learning. You can see that they're enjoying what they're learning. And for most of those kids, it's their first experience with what true Judaism is all about. And nobody walks out saying it's not a worthwhile cause. Nobody walks out saying that. All right. Um, there are some corporate sponsorships that are available. Are all these still available or only some of them or what? 18,000 is not available and some okay. of the lower ones. But the 36 is available. Good. There's a crown trophy sponsor of $36,000 for this coming Sunday. Um, and if you are, in fact, the sponsor, your sponsorship and logo will be prominently displayed at the, at the tournament. There are gold sponsorships available, silver, bronze, everything from $2,500 and up. We encourage those who want to be involved, have some fun, uh, to come on down and join this incredible tournament. It's Shoot for Shalom. From the very beginning, and Leon, you have to agree with this, from the very beginning, this, this um, event was blessed. It got a great reaction. There's a spirit there that everybody enjoys. You always had great special guests this year. Obviously, the Harlem Globetrotters are, are in that category. It's a fun day. Right. It's a fun day, and at the same time, you're helping a great cause. Teams are coming from Lakewood, Passaic, Brooklyn, all over the whole tri-state area. Does Leon really have a team, or is he not doing it this year? Leon has He does team. have a team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He, he may brought, not know about it, but he, he brought, he brought in a lot of ringers? Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance he may actually walk away with a trophy? There's actually... <laughs> no a, chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize for that. There's actually no chance, right? No, don't say that. I think I might have some good ringers. Oh, yeah? You're bringing in the old ball players, huh? The guys who really know how to take it to the hoop. Everyone is encouraged to um, uh, to participate. If you are, in fact, the team that raises the most money, then you'll be spending half time trying to defeat the Harlem Globetrotters there in Neptune, New Jersey. Uh, Shoot for Shalom is the first of its kind basketball tournament harnessing the power and passion of competition team sports. To benefit Jewish education, like I say, uh, from the very beginning, it has been an incredibly blessed event and a wonderful fun day for the entire community. They will field 64 teams in the competition. It's done really professionally, right? The scoreboards, the the referees, the the. That's the, who I take care of. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. I forget about the players. You bring in the refs, <laughs> the referees, the um, the conditioning. You have people there for medi managers, medical actually. situations. Helping with stretching exercises, cramping, everything that you could think that might happen on a basketball court, uh, you take care of. So everyone should just come, enjoy, and be part of it. And families who show up, whether it's kids or wives, etc., they also have a great time between lunch and dinner and just having the camaraderie and social atmosphere of the Shoot for Shalom and the Shoot for Shalom enthusiasm. Uh, they all have a great time. It happens at Hoop Group in Neptune, New Jersey, this coming Sunday, February the 12th. Field your team and get ready. You can call for information at 732-536-0911. Again, that's 732-536-0911. Or you could field your team and or sponsor the event by sponsoring a player or team by going to the website at shootforshalom.com. 
Shoot the number four shalom dot com for information. And Rabbi Greenwald, you're there on a daily basis, I take it. Oh, yeah. So I asked Leon about walking into the building and what people would see. What could you tell us being there every single day? I'm um, being there every single day. I actually, you know, joined in May mm-hmm. um, and walking the halls, watching the the children grow. Uh, I will tell you that in addition to Leon mentioned, the children are inc- incredibly enthusiastic about everything going on. I've never seen such dedication from the teachers. Mm. Teachers absolutely give it 110% every single day. Um, they're happy about what they're doing, and it obviously shows all the way through to the kids because, you know, it's a warm, loving, incredible environment. And uh, to me, it, it's an inspiration for myself, and it's an inspiration for anybody who will walk into the building. Don't make a mistake. There is no teacher there that's there because it's a job that they want to do, teaching math or science or Hebrew or Judaic studies. They're there because they're committed to turning around the lives of these kids, to making these kids appreciate Yiddishkeit, what it's all about. Our staff is probably the, not probably, is the most dedicated staff probably in the United States. This is what they live for. And I meet people that have uh, taught in Shalom 10, 20, 30 years ago, and they tell me those were the happiest times in life. They thought they really made a difference in children's lives, and they do. They certainly do, <clears throat> and I was an eyewitness to it. All right, go to the website, everybody. Form a team, join in. Maybe you'll be the lucky ones to play against the Harlem Globetrotters Sunday, and certainly everyone go out there uh, to the website and uh, and sponsor a player or a team and participate in keeping Shalom Torah Centers active and growing. Shootforshalom.com, shootforshalom.com. Anything to add, Mr. Goldenberg? Just one little thing. Yeah. Corporate sponsorships. It's right. not just at the game. It's at every single email. You know, this oh, week we'll true. be sending it out 200 times like a day. Like the yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> so there's plenty of uh, plenty of eyes will see your logo Look, that's right. if you're a corporate that's sponsor right. of the event. So you can call the school or go to the website for information about that. Rabbi Greenwald, anything else you want to tell us? Um, even even uh, when we got our involvement with the board members last week, I got a phone call. And it says, you know, can I, somebody random calls me up and says, can I give $1,000? I said, no, for $1,800, i will put you up on the website. He says, all right, we'll do $1,800. There you go. Very nice. Doing a good job tell you that much. A pleasure to see you. Uh, Rabbi Nachman Greenwald's Executive Director, Shalom Torah Centers. Leon Goldenberg, of course, uh, brought the cause of the Shalom Torah Centers to our attention years ago. This Sunday, they have another amazing, massive event. Go to shootforshalom.com. Gentlemen, good luck on Sunday. Thank, Thank you. you. Make sure Leon's team wins, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, uh, and there'll be a lot of people in this audience who are going to be uh, participating as players. We wish everybody good luck this coming Sunday. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
FM in the AM with Garrison Verobo wrapping up the hour. It's Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Mazel Tov again going out to the Hagler family. It was amazing celebrating with Yitzchak Hagler and his parents, Chavi and Rabbi Chaim Hagler, the big bar mitzvah this past Shabbos. Mazel Tov. Also, a special Mazel Tov uh, to Elisa and Chaim Weichner. Danielle Weichner and Mayor Zeidman are a recently engaged couple. It was great thing seeing them on Saturday night to Esther and Dove Zeidman and to Elisa and Chaim. We say Mazel Tov. And, of course, to Danielle and Mayer. And the Tamar Landsman and the Yehuda Avner, they are engaged as of uh, Saturday night to Rhonda and Jeff uh, Avner and, of course, to uh, Naomi and Rabbi Mark Landsman. A very, very special Mazda. Great to fill the morning with Mazda of wishes here at JM in the AM. I want to uh, give a special shout-out to Aryeh Kunstler and everybody with the Kosher Halftime Show with the Evan Al Orchestra. What an incredible and amazing Kosher Halftime Show. If you haven't seen it yet, you must make sure to see it sometime later today. An incredible Kosher Halftime Show. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and NahumSingle.com on the NSN network and, of course, on our beloved NSN app.
JM in the AM. That is um, um, Benny Friedman, brand new. Fill the world with light. Well, I heard from Avi Lauer this morning. He says that um, the reason Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots won is because of the Kraft speech at the uh, Yeshiva University commencement. I told him I thought it was because of the Kraft interview here at JM in the AM <laughs> about that commencement address. So we're not, we're not exactly sure, but I think Avi and I are basically on the same page. So congratulations to Robert Kraft, um, an amazing man. If you remember that commencement speech and his interview here at JM in the AM, he said some incredible things. Uh, an interview worth uh, going back to, by the way. Uh, from May of uh, 2016, if you have an opportunity. 39 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 45. Plenty more on a Monday as we start a brand new week. Uh, heading back to school, back to work. Don't forget, tomorrow, Yeshiva League update. That's right, Yeshiva League update tomorrow. As we um, settle in and uh, start to get into the playoff season. A lot to talk about, that's for sure. We'll do that at 7.20 tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Uh, Kosher Halftime Show was amazing. Oh, yes. Kosher Halftime Show, Aryeh Kunstler, Evan Al Orchestra. It was amazing. If you missed it, make sure to check it out at some point today. Thank you to our friends at Abels and Hyman, and uh, congratulations to listener Devora, who picked up the uh, the 22-inch grill last week. On Friday, we announced the winner, courtesy of Abels and Hyman, in celebration of the Kosher Halftime Show and the Super Bowl. Hey, do you know that uh, Mayor Weingarten is hosting... Um, the Israel show right after JM and the AM this morning. There's much to be said about the events surrounding the uprooting of the town of Amona last week. Mayor promises that he'll definitely say some of it. He'll say some of it coming up. Also in a compelling interview in Israel with Channel 2, Yaron Dekel, station manager of Galitzal, had some very surprising things to say about the political balance of Galat's news and talk shows. Israel show will bring you clips and commentary from the open and frank exchange. Donnie Sanderson of Poogie just released an album that you could bet the weekly Israeli music mix will include some of the brand new tracks. Donnie Sanderson is amazing. Tune in. Uh, f- Why does he say Poogie? Wasn't he also a uh, Gazos? Come on, Mayor. <laughs> Tune in right after JM and the AM on the uh, website at NahumSegal.com or the NSN app. And don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the Israel Show. So that's all happening coming up at 9 o'clock this morning with the Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten will be here Friday. We're doing the Tubishvat special. This Friday, we're doing the Tubishvat special this Friday, Erev Tubishvat here at JM and the AM. Make sure you tuned in for that. You don't want to miss it, our Tubishvat special. Simcha Liner's next. It's JM and the AM.
in the AM. That's Lipa with Ms. Morales Soda. Pretty good, huh? Um, before that, you heard uh, Aryeh Kunstler, star of the 2017 Kosher Halftime Show with Mihai Ishov of the NCSY Venture app. Uh, Simcha Liners Va'atamarom. That was Liner Live in Odessa. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. Some rain later tonight and tomorrow, it seems. In the New York area. I welcome those of you who are tuned in around the world. Thank you. Uh, don't forget Shoot for Shalom. I want to thank Leon Goldenberg and Rabbi Greenwald who are here. Shoot for Shalom is this coming Sunday. Uh, the team that raises the most money gets to play against the uh, Harlem Globetrotters at halftime. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. Phone number for Shoot for Shalom is 732-536-0911. That's 732-536-0911. 911. You can also go to the website and support uh, Shalom Torah Centers by uh, supporting a, a player or a team. Shootforshalom.com. Shootforshalom.com. Hey, a reminder, Mask, Mothers and Fathers Aligned Saving Kids, has their 20th anniversary breakfast happening this coming Sunday at 9.15 with guest speaker Charlene McRae, the First Lady of New York, and a Hakaris Hatova Award to Assemblyman Dove Hyken. Um, Therapist Appreciation Awards to Rabbi Torsky and Tabasi Rosenblatt. Jay Booksbaum will be hosting at Bison and Bourbon on 7th Street in Brooklyn. That starts breakfast at 9.15 this coming Sunday. Maskparents.org for information. Maskparents.org for information. Community Beit Midrash presented by Yeshiva University happens at Stern College at the Barron Campus starting this coming Wednesday, February the 8th. Rabbi Feldman on Halachic Observance in the Information Age and Rabbi Angel on Prophecy in the Second Temple Era. Happening at the Midtown Campus starting February the 8th, this coming Wednesday on Lexington Avenue, yu.edu slash sternlearn, yu.edu slash sternlearn for information. And, of course, the big Achiezer event that everyone's talking about happens at Bay Harbor Mall on the 26th of February. Everyone is talking about this. Uh, honorees include Avi and Pessy Goldstein, Shopsy Schreier, Rabbi and Mrs. Sandler, uh, Dr. Norman Otsuka, Joel and Cheryl Baruch have got to get a bagel. It is going to be a massive event for a well-deserved cause. Achiezer.org has all the information. Achiezer.org has all the information. Check it out and get ready for a really fabulous event um, coming up on the 26th of February. From sheer volume number two, here's Avremel. <laughs> 
J.M. in the A.M. There he is, Avramo Avram Freed, on a uh, Monday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Well, as many of you know, every February, Jewish Disability Awareness and Inclusion Month uh, is every February, observed every February. It's a unified effort among Jewish organizations worldwide to raise awareness and foster inclusion of people with disabilities and, do, and those who love them. The mission of the Jewish Disability Awareness Inclusion Month is to unite Jewish communities worldwide to raise awareness and champion the rights of all Jews to be included and to participate in all aspects of Jewish life like anyone else. The Jewish National Fund, JNF, has done amazing work in this area. Their director of the JNF Task Force on Disabilities is Yossi Kahana, who's based here in New York City. Yossi Kahana, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom. Good morning, and thank you for having me. A pleasure and a, a delight to speak with you, especially on this topic. We've had the opportunity over the last uh, few years to speak about some of the incredible things that JNF is doing uh, when it comes to um, uh, working with people with disabilities. And uh, it really is uh, amazing and cutting-edge work. And it seems that it just continues to grow and grow. Last year, LOTEM, uh, Making Nature Accessible, welcomed over 1 million visitors at JNF's Inclusive Trail in Nachal HaShofet. The organization was also able to open several projects on its ecological farm, including an accessible amphitheater, a garden of learning, an olive tree garden, and protected classroom. Why has the LOTEM experiment or project worked so well in this area? Because, as you know, the Israelis like nature, and nature is a gift from God to our people. And JNF, along the years, build more and more parks and for and forest for people to enjoy and the weekend you can see all these areas are going out and enjoy but then if someone would like to go with a sibling or a child a daughter that have a disability this is a task and that's why JNF opened the door to all those people that would like to enjoy but cannot because the parks in few decades ago was not inclusive for them JNF, together with Lotem, opened this gift of nature to all people in Israel. It really is amazing. And when you think about it, you know, some areas of Israel are difficult to navigate when you're trying to walk the nature trails and just you know, tour the country by foot. So it is pretty amazing that you were able to do that. Is there, I would assume there, there are so many other projects under this umbrella in this area that could be undertaken. I mean, the sky is the limit, I would guess, in terms of making areas of Israel and, and, uh, and specifically attractions of Israel um, uh, uh, fit for, uh, for those with disabilities. You're right. And uh, remember, Israel is a young country, relevantly. We're barely 70 years old. But the way and the first, the first uh, programs that we're building through people with disability is amazing. And it's really, we can compare ourselves to many uh, countries, including United States, and JNF take role in this program because we really believe that our vision, including all Israelis, including those with physical and mental disabilities, and remember, those men, women, and children represent a little more than 10% of Israeli population. Now, if you think about it, for every 100 Israelis, 10 have special needs. Right. So JNF really believes that we can, that we must ensure that each and every Israeli enjoy a life of dignity, belonging, and purpose. It is amazing. There's uh, the Ale Negev Nachalat Iran, a rehabilitative village in the Negev, 
uh, able to welcome 50 additional students with disabilities to its special educational school. Uh, ground has been broken on the Charles Shore Horseback Riding Therapy Park and Amphitheater. Alen Negev administered over 7,000 individual outpatient therapy sessions and 160 resident patients received care. Um, I mean, th- this is a unique project and one that was spearheaded by some real visionaries. And again, one that just continues to grow and grow and has become very familiar to those of us in the United States who understand and know about the work of JNF. Uh, again, would you agree, one of those projects that has endless possibilities? People in the United States that have children with disability will understand it because after 21 years old, there is no solution. And people are really seeking uh, all kinds of solutions here, and the parents are desperate. They don't know what to do with the children. What we did in Israel, it's really an initiative that today has been studied here in the United States in different communities to see how can we give a full lifespan solution for those kids that need 24-7 and we build it in the Negev because, as you know, JNF has a blueprint Negev campaign right. to move 500,000 people to the Negev. Now, if you move people to the Negev, you have to give them the services they need. Mm-hmm. By being partner with Ale Negev, we have been able to give, like you mentioned, so many services to people. They feel comfortable to move to the Negev, to have a luxury home, affordable home, but to have all the services they need. Uh, Yassi Kahana is with us. He is the director of the uh, task force for JNF on disabilities. Uh, February is Jewish Disability Awareness and Inclusion Month. The JNF has no, made no secret about it at all that they have a $1 million fundraising goal for February of this year in order to continue and, uh, and continue to grow all these incredible projects in Israel, uh, specifically designated for those with uh, disabilities and special needs. The Red Mountain Therapeutic Riding Center at Kibbutz Grofit. Now, where is that? What area of Israel is Kibbutz Grofit? Kibbutz Grofit is about 40 minutes from the city of Eilat. It's about three hours from Be'er Sheva, really remote, remote kibbutz, remote place, but serving the people that uh, pioneered that moving to those areas. There's a lot of kibbutzim in Yeshuvim and Eilat, as you mentioned, and there also need services, and JNF is part of our Blueprint Negev, also include them in our programs. And uh, over 7,000 therapy sessions for over 120 children uh, as part of the Center Scholarship Program, and it is amazing to watch how riding therapy continues to just uh, uh, grow and grow. I mean, I, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but I, I think it's remarkable the way that this area uh, of therapy is becoming such a big hit in Israel. And it's amazing to see the relationship between the animal of, and the children. And, and the results are coming so fast. People really would like to come again and again, make sure the kids receive all the services they need and enjoy this therapy. And we see really miracles. We see an autistic child that never spoke, never make eye contact. And after a few sessions on the horse, it's a different child. And so many stories. That's why we support this program because we'd like to say to the people, move to the Negev, move to the Arava, we will be there for, the, for you. It is amazing. Uh, Yassi Kahana is with us, uh, director of the JNF Task Force on Disabilities. As part of its focus on improving quality of life in Israel, JNF is dedicated to ensuring that no member of Israeli society is left behind. Through a variety of, of initiatives, JNF provides cutting-edge rehab services, special ed and medical care for people with special needs, and makes its forests, parks, picnic areas, playgrounds, nature trails, lookouts, and recreational facilities inclusive for visitors of all ability levels, which is pretty remarkable. And as I said, for this February Jewish Disability Awareness and Inclusion Month, 
They have set a fundraising goal of $1 million to continue all these incredible projects. And Yassi Kahana, no secret here. You know what I saved for last. The most beloved and incredible program you have, the, at least in my opinion, the special in uniform program, JNF's partner that integrates people with disabilities into the Israeli army. It has doubled in size over the past year. It's expanded its presence to include 15 IDF bases across Israel. And Yassi, I don't know how to describe this, but essentially no other country in the world would be accepting people with this background to serve in their defense forces. You're absolutely right. And just last week in Washington, in Capitol Hill, was the Jewish Disability Awareness Event where 150 organizations came together to talk about the issues here in the United States for people with disability. And one of the topics was how can we bring the initiative of special in uniform to United States. So, yes, Israel is the pioneer, and as of today, the only country that really opened the door to those kids with disabilities, if they are under autism spectrum or physical disabilities, Down syndrome, you name it. They all have abilities, and the IDF recognizes it, and JNF partnered together with the IDF and Israeli government to make it happen, and it's amazing. Every day we make a miracle. And, and we've spoken about this program extensively and, and spoken to those who are, quote-unquote, on the front lines of this program. And, it's, and, and they're actually, I mean, they're using, they're utilizing their services. They're actually, they are real soldiers doing things that need to be done on Army bases. And for those who think it's just, you know, a handful, a, a token type of, uh, of program, you're in the hundreds already, right? You're in the hundreds of soldiers from this type of background that are in the IDF at this point. As of today, 300 soldiers, as you mentioned, in 15 Army bases, and it's growing. We're right now waiting for 107 that will start the training in order to become the soldiers. And the demand is much greater. We have thousands of young people today that was rejected from the Army originally because of their disability, but now they're coming back to us and training together with our programs and eventually will become soldiers proudly, will earn uniform and give back to the country, give, give for them self-esteem and sense of belonging. They, they are all like every Israeli are serving in the IDF. Just like uh, the, the people that they see their own age, their own friends and relatives and associates, who are going into the Army, they are doing the very same thing, which is remarkable. I would like to share one story sure. recently about a young boy. His name Omer Lat. His father is a former F-16 pilot and a commander at the Air Force. Oh. So he grew up in at a home that the father is every day wearing uniform and live in Army base, where, as you know, our pilot lives in the IDF Army bases. But when this boy with CP came to the stage of going to the Army, of course he got the letter that he is eligible. Right. And now we began the journey of how he could be like his father. And it was very tough because he is really physically handicapped as well. But his desire and dream came through this year as special uniform believed in him and accepted him. <laughs> and is now serving in the Air Force of Israel like his father, and you could see the picture how the father and son coming together to Air Force to say, yes, we can contribute, we can be part of the society. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, every February, it's Jewish Disability Awareness and Inclusion Month. JNF is at the forefront of it. 
with many other organizations who are raising awareness to foster inclusion of people with disabilities and those who love them. Yassi Kahana is director of the JNF Task Force on Disabilities, and as I said, uh, they have made no secret of their fundraising goal for this month to make sure that these programs continue and grow and continue to get support from this part of the world. Information about any of it, obviously, at jnf.org. JNF.org, as we continue to be impressed with their amazing work. Yassi Kahana, Tadaraba, and an early Chag to Bishvat Sameach to you. Thank you, to the Klal Am Israel and to your wonderful program in the radio show. Tadaraba, there he is, Yassi Kahana, on a Monday broadcast right here at JM in the AM. More coming up, everybody. Leave it right here on the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue um, here on a Monday morning broadcast.
J.M. in the A.M. Mordecai and David off of the Sheer volume number two with C.E. Saviv. Hey, I got a note from uh, listener Cena, who loved the halftime show, by the way. Belated but sincerest wishes for a very happy birthday going out to her uh, fantabulous son-in-law, Shia Dove Schreiber of Bayswater. Shia Dove, we know we're a couple of days late again. Sorry, but the wishes are as sincere as ever. Wishing you a year filled with good health, simchas, and abundant nachas. You should be Zoha to celebrate many more birthdays and good health together with Sippy and your beautiful Kindalach. Mazda, much love from Ima and Aban, of course, as listeners uh, Ira and Sina down in uh, Florida. I uh, want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Hagler family. It was amazing being at the Bar Mitzvah of Yitzchak Hagler this past Shabbos to uh, Chavi and Rabbi Chaim Hagler, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov to the entire family. Beautiful event. It was wonderful reuniting with Rabbi and Rebetzin Newberger at Congregation Beth Abraham in Bergenfield. The Newbergers are incredible people, and Rabbi Newberger, an unbelievable spiritual leader, and uh, it was so wonderful to reunite with both uh, Rabbi and Rebetzin Newberger this past Shabbos. Mazel tov going out to Tamar Landsman and Yehuda Avner. They are engaged to Rhonda and Jeff Avner, and of course to Naomi and Rabbi Mark Landsman. Mazel tov, mazel tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Mazel tov to Danielle Weichner and Mayor Zeidman. They are engaged to Elisa and Chaim Weichner, Esther and Dove Zeidman. Mazal tov, mazal tov. So many wonderful pieces of news this morning. It's fantastic. Um, New York State Assemblyman Michael Samanowitz is with us live via telephone. Um, many of you were tuned in on Friday when the Simcha Felder, New York Senator uh, Simcha Felder, joined us to discuss the bag tax and our role as New Yorkers, for those of us in the audience who are New Yorkers, that we can uh, that we could do and help to... Uh, to uh, derail this bag tax. Um, now we get the assembly side of the story. The Honorable Michael Samanowitz, 27th Assembly District in New York State, based in Queens. He is uh, with us live via telephone. Assemblyman Samanowitz, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be on. I appreciate that. Uh, we got um, uh, we got Senator Felder's viewpoint uh, last Friday morning, um, and he told us about the Senate role. What could you tell us about the Assembly's role in the process right now and the likelihood or lack thereof of this bag tax being derailed? So from the very beginning, I mean, Senator Felder and Assemblyman Mike Cusick from Staten Island have really been spearheading this uh, this effort to try to stop this. I mean, it's really it's an egregious tax, and that's what it is. It's a tax. I mean, they call it a fee. But, well, you know, let, 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 let's call it like we see it. It's a tax. Um, you know, the Senate has passed uh, last year and then again this year passed a, a, an outright ban on the, uh, on the tax. You know, and, of course, the Assembly is a little more... Uh, hesitant to to take on uh, city hall so they worked out a deal at the end of last session to postpone the implementation of this until february 15th so that the city council could go back and work out a deal which as your listeners probably already know never happened so here we are uh, a week a little more than a week before the implementation of the tax and uh, the assembly and the senate have come to an agreement um, hopefully the assembly will be passing um, their their legislation in the next uh, either couple of days or perhaps early next week, but I think it'll be this week uh, to put a, a one year moratorium oh. on the uh, on the tax. Um, and after that year, I mean, as of 
I think January of 18, so in other words, after the next city council is sworn in, they would have to then pass another local law to either implement it, um, to, to ban it or to, to modify it in some way, shape or form. Right. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we on the estate level are going to look at the issue. You know, I'm sure Simcha told you, you know, nobody in Albany is against the environment. Nobody right. wants to pollute the environment. You know, we want we want to help the environment. But why is it always our first inclination when we want to change people's behavior is to tax them? Tax, tax, tax. That's all we do. How about giving people a little break? Five cents a t- you know, if if by 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 Councilman Lander's own uh, numbers, he he estimates there are ten billion bags in circulation right now. Right. So even if even if we change people's behavior by fifty percent, reduced it by fifty percent, that's a two hundred and fifty million dollar tax. On, on the people who least can afford to pay it. And, and it's not going to the government. It's not going to clean up the environment. It's going into the, into the pockets of the store owners. I have nothing against store owners. Scott's for Shalom. But wh- what are we doing? Uh, you know, if the city council is so worried about changing people's behavior, why don't they do what, uh, what Stop and Shop does and offer people a, 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 an incentive to use reusable bags. Oh, I, I yeah, I pointed another one out on Friday. I mean, yeah, I mean there there are so many incentives and little things that can be done to really make a dent in this and all that the government wants to do is to tax away. So am I right that it didn't look like the assembly would head in this direction and now it's looking much more promising? Is that is that basically what's going on? No, so I, listen, I think I think the assembly from the very beginning uh, first of all, there are those of us in the assembly who, from the very beginning, were dead set against this and were willing to do anything to stop it. But I think, as 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 a whole, the assembly was against it. Uh, you know, Carl Heasty came out very very early on and said he had issues with the bill. Um, but again, you know, there was a hesitation to, to 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 step on the toes of the city council and the mayor, and 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 the speaker is is, is very cognizant of of their of their rights and responsibilities and not. And not having the assembly dictate what the city can and can't do, but right. by, but not you know something I point out regularly, you know the city is not allowed to impose taxes. Why is this fee going to the store owners? Right. Because if it were a tax, the city council couldn't impose it. Right. They would have to come to us. The only tax that the city is allowed to impose is a property tax. Right. So instead of calling it a tax, they called it a fee. So they, they did an end run around this around the state legislature. So in my opinion. We're not doing anything out of the ordinary. We're not imposing our will on them. Got we're, it. we're speaking. We're speaking for our constituents. Assemblyman Mike Samanowitz with us, 27th District, Queens, New York State. All right. Um, those who are outraged by all of this, uh, is, is the suggestion to call three one one and leave some comments for City Hall and the Mayor? Absolutely, and call your council members and tell your council members you're not happy. That's it. Simple as that. So, any New Yorker, anybody in New York State right now who wants to hop on the no bag tax bandwagon, call three one one and just make it known to your city council member, to your uh, to your mayor, uh, that you just you're, you're completely against it. Simple as that, and continue to fight the fight. And obviously, people could be in direct contact with their New York City councilman's uh, office and uh, in council member's office and take care of it that way as well. Right? Absolutely. And that's it. Absolutely. Well, we thank you. We know that there's some good people fighting this fight up in Albany, and you're among them. So thank you so much. Oh, and I th- thank you, Nachum, and it's easy to follow Simcha Felder's lead. <laughs> that's very nice, and I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, Sami and Mike Simano, it's great friend, and uh, in this case, as you see, a great friend of Common Sense. Monday morning broadcast, more coming up. It's JM in the AM. <laughs>
land and they can be crusades. It's been so many years crying, so many tears. Don't you know? Don't you really know? We are pushed to the ground through our faith. We are found standing strong. The Spanish Inquisition wanted us to bow. But our banks ain't gonna bend, never then and never now. It's been so many years, crying so many tears. Don't you know? Don't you really know? We are pushed to the ground through our faith. We are found standing strong. We are a miracle. We. Of Shweki. Well, Mayor Weingarten knows that we're just a couple of minutes away from the Israel show. He is coming up uh, between 9 and 10 here at, um, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mayor, good morning to you. Boker good toe. morning. We're all ready. The staff is all set up. Everything is on the go. I can go. imagine. Uh, all right. Uh, you're going to be speaking about what happened in Amona. It says right? it says here you'll say some of what you want to say. What do you mean? 
Yes. Well, there's a lot that went on last week, and, and there's some good and there's some bad, and we can't, not going to be able to cover it all, but we, I think we'll hit the main points of uh, what happened when a, when a community in the land of Israel was uprooted yet again. All right, so that's coming up uh, next. Also, Donnie Sanderson, who you, uh, yeah. who you say is from Poogie fame. I, of course, tossed in Gazos as well. And uh, Oda. And Oda, that's right. Uh, he released a brand new album. You will be featuring some of it during the Israeli music mix. Absolutely. And on top of that, there's a discussion you're going to be quoting and actually playing clips from about the political balance, quote-unquote, of Galat's news talk shows, Galitzal, etc., in Israel. Right. Uh, give us a second on that. What's that all about? Well, uh, everyone in Israel always sees Galatz as a uh, Galitzal as a, a very left-wing um, um, news uh, outfit. And uh, the new manager, new, I mean, the last five years has been bringing in a few, a few people who are on the right, and he got hit on the head for it in an interview. It's very interesting to hear. It's very, very interesting to hear how he deals with the, the question of um, left-wing leanings in the, uh, in the media. Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show. Good luck, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. And we'll see Mayor on Friday for the Tubishvat special on Erev Tubishvat. He comes up with the Israel Show next. Make sure to like the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show, where he posts everything that you'll be hearing during the show today. Wrapping things up on a Monday, it's JM in the AM. Arye Kunstler, star of the Kosher Halftime Show 2017, wrapping things up for us at JM in the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSingle.com, the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday here at JM in the AM. Plenty coming up tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. And of course plenty all day long. I'm the Nahum Single Network, beginning now with Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show. Big thank you to all of our guests. Don't forget to check out the Kosher Halftime Show 2017. It's on our homepage at NahumSingle.com, and it is amazing. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.